This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. It's Live in the Bream with the host of Fox News Sunday, Shannon Bream. We are welcoming back to Live in the Bream uh, somebody who has got a message perfect for our time. He often does, but we're going to talk about something really special, which is Father's Day. He's got the re-release of an updated book now called Seeing God as a Perfect Father. Um, he is pastor of Passion City Church, founder, a best-selling author. You've seen and heard him all over social media, and you've heard his messages that are life-changing and encouraging and challenging. Pastor Louis Giglio, welcome back. So good to be back, Shannon. Thanks for having me. Let's start here. Um, what do you make of where we are culturally right now with the role of fatherhood? I feel like we you know when we look around in entertainment, dads are often kind of the punching bag and the butt of the joke and they're bumbling and that kind of thing. Um, but gosh, dads are the backbones of our homes. Where do you think we are with fatherhood? Well, I think we're not where we need to be. Let's just put it that way. I know one in four um, kids in America growing up without a dad present in the home. Think about that. You know, society is kind of a little confused right now on mom and dad and how all that fits together. But every one of us is the product of a dad and a mom. And woven into the DNA of every one of us is the desire for our father's blessing. And if mm -hmm. there are you know, one out of every four kids in this country doesn't even have a dad present in the home. And those who do often have, uh, you know, a dad that's sort of checked out or maybe one who's abusive or antagonistic toward them. I think there's a fatherhood crisis in America right now. And it's one of the greatest issues we should be focused on as a nation. So what can we do before we get to our heavenly father which is the the you know subject of this book and the subject of the greatest encouragement what can we do from an earthly standpoint um is it about stepping in being a mentor being a father figure about finding ways to make our home stronger so there are more dads around there are no easy answers no, there's not a one-size-fits-all answer, and obviously it's a massive problem. But Shannon, I think, you know, if you peel the layers back a little bit, a lot of the lack of fatherlessness or of fathering is a lack of being fathered. And what we're seeing is a generational trickle-down of someone who didn't have a dad in their home, and they're not sure how to be a dad in the home that they now lead. And so I think we really actually have to go back to the beginning, and that's the hope of this book. Every one of us can look to God, who is sovereign and a creator and mighty and holy and all these things, but he, he wants us to know him as a father, and we can rediscover a relationship with a perfect heavenly father, learn how to be loved and accepted by him, and then we can reflect that love into those that God has placed in our lives as well. So I, I think we've got to start by looking up uh, because mm -hmm. a lot of people don't have any other father to look to. And if we don't have a good father model, then we're not going to know how to be a model for those that we're fathering. Mm -hmm. 
And you talk about this, that the uh, even talking about God in the context of being a father is tricky for some people because you mentioned either the dad is not around or like I came from a broken home. So my dad was in and out of my life or maybe you had a dad who was there and he wasn't a great dad. Um, yeah, from the book, you say years ago after speaking to a group of college students, a young man told me if God is like my dad, I'm not interested. But you go on to say, fortunately, God is far better than any earthly father, especially the one who left a broken relationship and a broken heart in his wake. So how do you approach this conversation with people who just the idea and the concept of talking about that father figure is not a positive thing for them? Yeah, I've done this so many times in life. And even, you know, my dad was abandoned by his mom and dad when he was a kid. And I saw later in his life all the ramifications of that in my own father's life. And he was a good father to my sister and me, especially given the circumstances that he came from. And he said to me, Shannon, at the end of his life, he said, you know, I've never felt loved. I've never felt wanted. And I don't think God wants me. And I don't think God loves me either. And I think a lot of us can identify with that because of broken father images on earth. We think, oh, if God's just a bigger version of my dad, mm -hmm. then, wow, I'm not sure I want anything to do with him. Maybe he's going to abandon me like my father did. Maybe he's going to hold me to a standard I can never measure up to like my dad did. But here's the key thing that we're trying to communicate in the book. God's not just a bigger version of our earthly dad. He's the perfect version of our earthly dad. He's not the reflection of our earthly father. He's the perfection of our earthly father. And I said to that kid that you mentioned in the book, I said to him, I said, I want you to close your eyes and I want you to think about what you wish your dad had been like. How did you want him to respond? How did you want him to be present? Can you imagine that? And, and after some thought, he said, I can't imagine what I wish he had have done or how he had have showed up. And I said, you need to project that onto God and even more, because that is who he wants to be in your life. Yeah, and you say in the book, um, he's not a riddle. I know some people will say, <laughs> well, how do I connect with God? How do I find him? How do I get this father relationship? Um, it's not that he, he's not hiding from us. I mean, he's pursuing us. He wants a relationship. It's crazy to think about it, Shannon, even you saying those words. I mean, think about what we're saying here, that the creator of the universe, not only did he design us, you know, we didn't create ourselves. We are made in the image of God. We're made by him, the Bible says, and for him. So every one of us is unique, special. Why? Because we were created by God. But we all have a purpose because we were created for God. And that God's been pursuing us the whole time. Some people say, well, I don't see it. I'm like, well, you must have missed the sunrise today because <laughs> that was just the Lord one more time saying, I'm here. There is someone bigger than this life and greater than this life who's been pursuing you. But then Jesus, he comes on the scene and wow, he brings this into vivid 4K, extraordinary living color that this God of heaven has actually come to earth to pursue you and me, to seek us out, to save us, and to bring us to life. How? Jesus said, by being born as sons and daughters of Almighty God. So right there again, it's the fatherhood of God that we all have the opportunity to experience in our lives. So if we've had a tough time with our earthly father or he's missing, 
How do we address that chapter in our hearts and our lives as we also think about the fact that we do have a perfect father that wants that perfect relationship with us? Well, I think God's inviting us to receive first. And a lot of times in life, we we go to the do. What do I need to do? What are the five steps? What's the program? You know, Shannon, this is really about taking a deep breath and understanding that we are all living under the waterfall of the blessing of God. Those of us who've come to know him through faith, we are called sons and daughters. He says, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. And we need to just rest in that. And a lot of us have, you know, survived through the absence of that for years in our lives. And so the first step is just to rest and to receive this blessing of God. You know, when Jesus started his ministry, God spoke out of heaven. And he said, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. He hadn't walked on water, hadn't raised the dead, (laughs) hadn't fed 5,000, hadn't done anything, but he already had the love and acceptance of his father. So he moved into life from acceptance, not for acceptance. So we've got to get in that posture and place where we can receive first. And then we then can begin to breathe and live and grow and heal and restore. And here's the most powerful thing, Shannon. Uh, The outflow of all that is the potential that we can actually take some of that blessing back to an earthly father who was never able to give it to us. And that's the power of the story of God. How much did your own father impact your life, the way that you see God, the way that you see fatherhood? Well, my dad was a, you know, a struggler. He, I mentioned earlier that he was abandoned by his parents, and mm-hmm. uh, I, I now understand all that. My dad was disabled late in life, and we began to have a lot of heart-to-heart conversations about real things that he'd never talked about our entire lifetime. And I realized how much he had struggled in life. Uh, he didn't have a vibrant relationship with uh, the Lord. And that was always a little bit of a rub and a gap between my father and me. But he went out of his way to show my sister and myself that he cared for us, valued us, and loved us. And the imprint that he left on me, Shannon, was his creativity, um, his uniqueness, his genuineness, his desire to be original, and the generosity of his heart and spirit towards any person at any time in life. And so he wasn't a great spiritual mentor to me, my dad. But anything I've ever done that was creative and anything I've ever done that was innovative and anything that I've ever done that where I tried to be unique, that's all the mark of a genius. My dad was a creative genius and watching him and learning from him, his vocabulary, his storytelling, uh, his his love of people uh, made a huge mark on my life. And, you know, he called me ace. And uh, even just hearing that word today just reminds me again of a dad who is reaching even out of his insecurity to try to give me as much love as he could in my life. And I'm grateful for him and grateful for the impact he made in my life. We'll have more Live in the Bream in a moment. Hey, folks, it's your man, Keyshawn Johnson, here to talk about Angie, formerly known as Angie's List, your go-to home services, marketplace for getting all your jobs done well. Now you might be wondering, What exactly is Angie? Well, let me tell you. It's the nation's largest home services 
Marketplace, connecting over 150 million homeowners with skilled professionals to tackle any project, big or small. As a homeowner myself, I always have things I want to work on for my house, whether it's general home renovations or fun projects like putting in a pool. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it a breeze to research, compare, and hire pros, ensuring every job is done well. Whether you're fixing a leaky faucet or planning a full kitchen renovation, Angie's got your back. And get this, folks. Angie's pros aren't just any old contractors. They're your neighbors, often running small businesses right in your community. Plus, they've been rated and reviewed by others in your area. So you know you're getting quality service. So why stress over home projects when you can turn to Angie? From finding the best price to scheduling a pro at your convenience, Angie's got you covered every step of the way. So get started today at Angie.com. That's Angie.com or download the app today to get started on getting all your jobs done. That's Angie, your trusted ally in home services. So you talk about God in this book. And again, we're talking to Pastor Louis Giglio about this book, seeing God as a perfect father and seeing you as loved, pursued, and secure. I mean, aren't we all looking for the approval, the security of a dad who tells us, um, I love you. No matter what, you talked earlier about he won't leave us or forsake us. It's hard for us, whether we view God as a father or however we're looking at him, to think that there's any being or entity that loves us, no matter how badly we mess up or what we've done with our lives. But we're all looking for that security. We are. We are all looking for God. And I think that's the main idea. You know, A.W. Tozer is a great pastor and theologian in the generation before. And he said, whatever comes into our minds when we think about God, is the most important thing about us. And if you just poll, you know, the average person, when I say, God, what do you think about? You're going to get a wide variety of responses. Some people think he's just grandpa up there, you know, with a piece of candy in his pocket. Other people, he's the scorekeeper and he's marking every good thing and every bad thing. Some people think he's just some nebulous force out in the universe. But it's important what we think about him, Shannon, because we were made by him and we're all looking to find him. Every human being today is seeking their creator. They may put a thousand different labels on that search, but deep down inside, we're searching for a creator. But what we also all need is a father to say, I love you. I believe in you. I am here for you. I think you can do anything. My wife's dad went to heaven a few months ago, and she's been telling this story in the months since he died of when she was a little girl and her dad said, Shelly, I want you to know that you can do whatever you want to do in your life. And she traces, Shannon, she's, you know, my wife is so successful, so strong, so smart, so uh, creative. She's just a powerhouse of a person. And she traces it back to that that blessing, that that belief that came from her dad saying, you can do anything you want to do. And moms, they make the world go round. They are the, the stack pole of our lives. They give us our lives. But every kid from the earliest age wants to be able to say, daddy, daddy, watch me. Daddy, watch me. I'm going to run, do my jump. I'm going to do my dive. I'm going to do whatever it is I do. <laughs> and we just want a dad to show up, to put the phone down, to look up and to acknowledge us and say, I love 
you. And praise God, a lot of us got that on earth. But the, the hope is, Shannon, that every one of us can get that from our perfect Heavenly Father. And you say in the book, we have to appreciate that he's flawless. What does that mean? How do we do that? Well, wow, what a concept. You know, we live in a flawed world. I'm flawed, so I don't need to start looking around and naming all everybody else's flaws. I've got a lot, a lot of my own. <laughs> um, but we live in a flawed world, and it's made us all a little bit uh, cynical, and it's made us all a little hesitant. Uh, we're all a little less willing to trust right now in this economy. But we have to understand that when we examine God and you put him under the microscope, you put him under the test of time, this God we're talking about does not have any chinks in the armor. His love is perfect. His wisdom is perfect. His strength never fails and never ends. He is the God that we can completely and totally depend on and be confident in that while every other thing on earth is going to change and a lot of things on, on earth are going to fail, that God is going to be the same. Uh, the scripture says he is the same, Jesus, yesterday, today, and forever. He's the one that we can count on every single season of our lives. And then you say, too, that we can grow to be more like him. And you referenced this earlier, that we are then, then imitators of him. Um, you know, I think about him first, John, we love because he first loved us. I mean, he is the source of all love. And um, we're called to love the way that he does and to love our neighbors as ourselves. So how do we then become imitators of what he's modeled and poured into us? Well, it's that word you just talked about. It's modeling, for one thing. It's keeping our eyes on him. But there's a powerful reality going on in the spiritual a transaction of being born again. And that's what I really just want people to understand. You know, we don't we don't get new spiritual life by showing up at a church or signing a card or joining an organization or even subscribing to a certain set of beliefs. Jesus said we come into a brand new relationship with God, eternal life by being born again. And so our faith in God, our faith in Christ brings brand new spiritual birth. There was a guy in scripture and he said to Jesus, hey, I'm already a man, how can I be born again? And mm -hmm. Jesus said, no, 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 not that kind of birth. I'm talking about spiritual birth, being born from the inside. And so if that happens, Shannon, who are the parents now? Well, it's not Louis and Martha Jean, my earthly parents, and they are responsible for everything I got physically. But in that spiritual birth, who's who's giving me life? It's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So when my spirit came to life, hello, I have new DNA inside of me. I have God's DNA in my spirit. And so when he says, Louis, this is Ephesians 5, 1, be imitators of God as dearly loved children and walk in love just as he loved us. He's not setting a bar that he knows I can never attain to. He's saying this is what should happen. And I tell the story in the book, you know, and it's happened to all of us. We were like 13, 14, 15 years old. It's Thanksgiving. Aunt Irma comes to the front door. We open the door and she says, oh my goodness, you are, you look just like your mom or you look just like your dad. Well, a 14 year old kid usually isn't thrilled with this news from Aunt <laughs> Irma, but it's the power of our 
DNA, our genetics, it's what's going to happen. When you get 25, you start looking in the mirror and going, oh, I am my dad. Well, the same thing should happen spiritually because we have God's genes in us at spiritual birth. So as we follow him, model him, keep our eyes on him and grow in him, People should be saying to us along the way, you're starting to look and act more like your heavenly father. Well, I mean, gosh, that what a what a compliment that would be to all of us. Um, any thoughts on this uh, Father's Day about guys who are struggling, they want to be great dads and maybe they don't have confidence in themselves yet to model those things from God or to try to figure out what society expects of dads these days? I think that we should start with the original father. And to every dad out there on Father's Day, I would just say there's a God in heaven who's for you. And he wants you to be a son before he's challenging you to be a great dad. He'd love for you just to be a great son and to come into a relationship where you understand that he is for you. He's not against you. He wants to help you. He wants to help you lead your family. He wants to help you raise your kids. He wants to give you wisdom so that then you can make great decisions for your family. He wants to heal the wounds that are in your heart so that then you can, out of a healed heart, help your kids grow to be everything God wants them to be. So you're not alone is my message on Father's Day. There is a heavenly Father. Jesus said, when you pray, this is how you pray, our Father. And so this is how God wants us to relate to him. And I just want you to know, Dad, out there today on Father's Day, that you're a son first. And if your earthly relationship with your dad is cracked or has been broken or maybe never even existed, you still have a, a heavenly Father who wants to put a blessing on your life that will change your life. And he wants to partner with you to be a great man, a great dad, a good leader, and to raise your family in a way that will leave a legacy for the generations to come. You're not in it by yourself. There's so much more of that information and encouragement in Louis's book called Seeing God as a Perfect Father and Seeing You as Loved, Pursued, and Secure. Pastor Louis Giglio, thank you for joining us on Live in the Bream. Shannon, it's always my privilege to be with you. God bless you. And congrats on your new book, by the way, on all the beautiful romance stories of <laughs> Scripture. An amazing read. Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. I'm Charles Payne. Listen to my Unstoppable Prosperity podcast so I can get you making money right now. Whether stocks are hitting new all-time highs or in freefall mode, opportunities abound. So why are so many potential investors still sitting on the sidelines? In a new season of my podcast, I'm going to get you in the game. After 38 years on Wall Street, I'm ready to impart some lessons and get you invested in the greatest wealth-generating machine in history. Listen anytime, everywhere at foxbusinesspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.